Hey, this is Josh. Thanks for tuning into the show, Healers on Healing. I wanted to make this show because we can get caught in the trappings of life. Responsibilities, bills to pay, kids to feed, just all these things that take our attention. And to me, healing and being our healthiest self gets neglected. I thought it'd be interesting to ask my colleagues and other professionals what the heck this thing, health and healing, is. I hope these conversations inspire you, demystify the process, maybe reinforce what you already know, and give you new ideas on how to be the healthiest you. episode, my guest Jared Michaels talks about spirituality and the healing process. Jared is a therapist and Zen priest practicing in San Francisco and Berkeley. Tune in as Jared and I talk about spiritual life and get quite personal about the details of our own healing paths and processes. Welcome, Jared. Thank you. Thanks for coming out and talking to me today and I'm just compelled to say first that back we grew up in the same hometown actually and we just just kind of rediscovered each other and we, I think went to the camp together yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. rediscovered each other recently good to see you and good to talk to you in this context totally and we can give a shout out because Evanston is a wonderful place yes so. it is yeah, <laughs> shout out to Evanston <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, what what are you doing? You're sitting with people. Mm-hmm. You're doing something with them. Mm-hmm. Where are you leading them to? What do you think health is? It's like a two-part process. There's healing and awakening. And I try to help them get comfortable and trusting of me. Tr- mostly trusting of themselves. And I believe that when and everybody has this innate healing intelligence and that when they relax and they're in this trusting, warm environment, they naturally go towards what's really painful and they work through it. They begin to acknowledge a, like a, what I, I call a core negative belief, like something's wrong with me. And then there's also this awakening piece too, which is not something that all therapists do, but I, I believe it's really important for us. So to help them ask who they are, who, the, who, who we really are, and the answer is really important. So much depends on the answer. That's my first pass. I like that first pass, and there's a lot there, so I'm gonna, we'll probably pick it a few threads okay. and, and might swing back. Okay. So what I kind of hear is, first there's an environment that facilitates healing, mm-hmm. and that's an environment of sort of warmth and trust. Maybe with another person, but with oneself. Mm-hmm. Yes. So there's a setting the stage. Mm-hmm. And then what I heard you sort of speak to is two roads then. A healing road and an awakening road. And the healing road is kind of clearing out the painful clutter or clearing out beliefs that are painful. 
Beliefs or feelings, usually both. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this other path that's even, maybe healing's the wrong word for, and awakening's the best word for, of then perhaps like really finding the true self or the truth of mm-hmm. oneself. Mm-hmm. Both probably being equally important to each other or... There, there's this uh, reciprocal relationship. Let's start environment. Mm-hmm. Warmth, trust, why does that unlock something? What I, like, like I said before, I think that we have this innate healing intelligence. But we are kind of trained not to tap into it. We're trained to just hurry and to be in our heads and focus on, I don't know, Hulu or Netflix or whatever. You know, like, focus on the news. We don't know how to tap into this. Part of it is also that a lot of our wounds come from our relationships. It lets us let down our guards. And those guards are not just guards against other people. They're, they're guards that kind of create an obstacle in our own intelligence and like the flow of our own intelligence. When they get to a trusting place with me, that guard goes down and the, the intelligence begins to flow. And what does the intelligence know? When I'm in a in this kind of relationship with, I have various people, you know, my therapist and others who I'm in this kind of relationship with. It's a very trusting relationship. It's like as I trust the other person, I trust myself too, and I just just start naturally unwinding and I'm like, oh yeah, this is where I'm, I actually should be coming from, or I actually want to be coming from. Yeah, I get this sense to, and again, tell me if I'm hearing it correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just, I want to go to this word depth. Mm-hmm. We kind of get caught maybe living surfacely. Mm-hmm. 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 And suddenly, okay, we're talking about therapy or sitting with someone we trust. Mm-hmm. The body starts to open and the body mm-hmm. in its relaxation and its trust mm-hmm. sort of then naturally can go more to this depth knowledge mm-hmm. place. Yeah, 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 exactly. The depth knowledge place holds what? And this may sound a little new-agey, but I'm just going to say it. I don't believe it's inside this body. I believe it's, it is the universe. We become, when we're open, we become these channels. Somehow, when we become these channels, the intelligence flows through us. I don't know where it comes from. It just comes. Well, this brings me back to, like, what it, when you say my own, like, well, who is the mind? You know, like, wh- when there's awakening, there's this bigger... Self, to your question, it's not the not like the personal self that we usually think of as the self. It's it is something bigger. But with this openness, there's also access to the personal self, to the to level like to the unconscious, to these unconscious beliefs or feelings that we have pushed away. Getting larger than the self as we normally maybe talk about it, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. I, I hear you sort of already have spoken a few times uh-huh. to challenging that notion of holding like I am an I and I have my own bucket of knowledge and it's inside of me and but paint the picture for me what starts happening for us when we do seem to open to this larger frame I like to think of the metaphor of atlas like holding up the world like that's who the, that's what we usually think of when we think of the self and I like to switch to to Gaia, like to we are the world, instead of this little like pebble trying to 
hold up a mountain or something, we become the mountain. Then when we're faced with something like trauma, it's like, I can handle that. I can handle it because I am not the pebble. So that's, that's what it's been like for me. I'll come from my own personal experience of working for years on my own healing process and tell me if this is what you're speaking to, but you know, many years I was working just on understanding my own story. Okay, my, this is where my mom and dad were great. This is where my mom and dad failed me. Oh, this is, my house burned down when I was four years old. That was a very significant trauma that laid unconscious rules about my safety is that true? Life. It is true. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely true. But there, in just the last year or two, really coming to a place of a kind of higher being belief and a, oh, there's something holding me has really given me a sense of, well, it's really, for me, opened up ease that, oh, I don't have to be the one to to you know, now I might have a flare-up of anxiety, and whereas before it'd be like, okay, where, where is this coming from, and what's the history behind it, and what are the messages behind it? And now I've come to hold it much differently, and I've actually started to call my emotions like the flu, because I don't do that with the flu. I get the flu, mm, I, I and I don't go, where did I get the flu from, <laughs> and how did I get these germs? No, I'm like, oh, I have the flu, and in a couple days I'll be better. Mm. And that's what has kind of opened for me. Oh, I have this emotion, mm. but like the universe is working on it for me. I don't have to do this heavy lifting. Now, I'm glad I did, because it really has helped me with a, a, a narrative of my life. Mm-hmm. But I hear you speaking to this place of right. There's this really nice kind of place where you no longer have to be right. Atlas lifting yes. mm-hmm. the struggle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but you can you have more things doing it with you. I think that other kind of work is. I find it even more important than just creating the narrative. It's like a necessary complement to this bigger work. We have to know how it impacts us when we're four years old and our house burns down. We have to really get that. I value both very much. Tell me more there. I'm, I'm curious. So like, how does it complement? Like, by me working through my personal story, mm-hmm. how, how does it then also allow me to perhaps open to this more mm-hmm. universal frame? What happens in this universal frame is that we have nothing to hold on to. And that is really, it's too scary for people who who don't have enough, haven't had enough like holding and for people who haven't just worked enough out, like on a personal level. So we we really have to. You know, there's this phrase, you know, spiritual bypassing. It's real. And it's just that we just have to also do the work of making an unconscious conscious. I don't know, what do you think? Why do you think we have to do that? I'm laughing because in part I started this show because that question to me is so fascinating and I don't have an answer and I wanted to ask a lot of different uh. people <laughs> why. Like in many times in, in this show I, I've gotten to a point of like, and why aren't we just designed better? better? <laughs> 
like it's really you know and i and i'm sincerely curious at different people's answers i mean i am definitely forming my own but i really i still am wondering if it has to be designed this way why not just be born and totally live uh you know just be designed to be the healthiest self you know it's a good question it's an amazing question i have an answer i have a i have an answer I don't think it works biologically. Like, I think we had to be anxious to stay away from tigers, to not fall off cliffs, to remember where the water hole was. Like, we had to have that built in deeply. To, to believe in just in that we're not connected. Like, if we're one with the tiger, we get eaten. I want to actually take us back a little bit to the individual level mm-hmm. on this. And... This is still a why question, which is going to take us to our heads, but maybe you can answer it a little bit, maybe from a personal place. Mm-hmm. Wherever we are in that survival place, it is very easy to be seduced mm-hmm. to just work, do the dishes, mm-hmm. get the groceries, mm-hmm. make sure the kids are on time, you know, and sort of lose track of ex- expanding the self, healing the self, whatever words we want to mm-hmm. use. Why do it? To someone who's listening, yeah, why is it worth taking that time to wrestle with the self, taking that time to find an environment that relaxes the body and lets mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. deal with the pain? Mm-hmm. It's worth it because when we just get caught up in the, the rat race, it's like we're suffering. So we, it's worth it to, to get relief, to like find ease and joy. It's worth it because we we like want to live a good life. We want to live good lives, and it, it, it and we can. One of the biggest things that I have noticed about why people don't isn't just that they get caught up in their life, but they don't actually they don't like haven't tasted healing before. It's real. They don't like people don't believe it because they don't know it exists. It's real. And let me see my own life, right? My own life. Man, my two kind of primary healers have been my Zen teacher and my therapist. And before I kind of went in deep with my Zen teacher, I I was like, I like I felt like I was in exile. And then through that relationship, I felt like I had kind of regained membership to humanity. So like, talk about a better life. Also, this one moment with him, it was in the middle of this meditation retreat, and asked him what he saw when he looked at me and he kind of brushed it off and he said oh you know and then I said no I, I don't and he said um and I the way I tell this story is like he, it was like he was just calling a cigar a cigar like no flattery no like kind of niceness he just said you're you're beautiful and it did this odd thing to me like I was like it just went through my story of like right through my story of myself and I got the truth of it because he was just being honest and I and it transformed me I was like oh I know you're right and it made me like literally glow so that kind of stuff is possible and with my my therapist we go we do this thing I, I don't know for some reason where I the, the kind of the right environment for me to relax in is in a hunting lodge so like we, I like hang out with him in a hunt like a pretend hunting lodge in his office Almost every session, we often drink like pretend cognac together, just like to thaw. 
I'm going to use this therapist word. I have a like transference, like grandpa transference with him, which means just that I see him as my grandpa sometimes or as a grandpa. And then my grandpa was my favorite person, second to my kids, second to my kids and my wife, my grandpa, my favorite person in the world. I find that I'm like, I'm sitting with him and I get to hang out with my grandpa or a grandpa, very compassionate grandpa. And I just get to like, let it all out or not just be quiet and just get this kind of like nourishment that I need, get safety, get a chance to practice like really basic stuff, like not pleasing people. And I get to practice this weekly with him. So this is this is like why in this kind of work I've found takes years. So this is, this is why I'm so pro-healer relationship. It doesn't necessarily have to be a therapist, but pro-healer relationship. Appreciate those stories and they really, yeah, it's easy. I think particularly for me as a therapist who is intrigued by this, it's easy for me to go up here mm-hmm. and I'm pointing my head right now mm-hmm. while I'm talking about this but I love like your stories just now to me brought me mm-hmm. here to my heart and right there's this taste of healing that really is transformative like regardless of all this sort of philosophical okay. stuff we're painting right at the end of the day oh wow like I soak up this wonderful grandfather yeah. I yeah. get to practice letting go of taking care of people or yeah. whatever yes i'm stuck yes. in i yes. get yes. to just feel better mm-hmm. feel a part of humanity yeah and, and and this goes back to the awakening piece like feel our wholeness and our completeness we get these messages that we're not enough or something's wrong with us and we just get to rest in our like we're fine we're good just get to hang out there, which is so important. Yeah, I think that's been really transformative for myself and my work. Keeping it very simple. Four-year-old, the whole world gets destroyed. So embedded in that four-year-old in myself was very much a, a fear of the world. As Jewish intergenerational trauma, I think there was a lot of the world is a scary place energy. So while I started my healing, I had to be very active to remind myself the world was safe. I had to go on runs when I was anxious mm-hmm. just to get my nervous system mm-hmm. to do something else. else. Yeah. You know, I had yeah. to go to the beach and sit in the sun. And now it isn't as active. Now that same, I can sort of sit here and conjure up that same sense of safety connection and is it can you imagine a life where you didn't go down those runs and you didn't do this work would that be more work like just dealing with that anxiety and that nervous system versus the work you put in to get to where you are now i absolutely 100 percent am happy with the work i've done it feels different dealing with the anxiety and i even unfolded into panic attacks which was a big push in my healing. It was a breaking open, really, but it was a significant, I could not calm myself down. I had to kind of shut off my life for a month or two and just really heal. But it was great. I mean, I really do trust it was my body's way of saying, we're letting this go and we're gonna just kind of throw it all up in a way. But it was work. (laughs) It was, you know, like, 
kind of putting my head down during that month was significant. And, I, you know, I've, I've joked and sort of named it Voldemort because I don't know what to name it. Because hmm. it was, like, the hardest thing I've done, but also one of, like, the deepest healing things I had done. And how do you name that? I truly believe in this path, but I do think it takes gumption. It takes resiliency. And I, like, want to honor all the people do it, all the people who are holding back. Hmm. It's not the same work, and it's definitely, like, it is better. Now that I have done some healing and I don't exist nearly as much in my anxious body as I once did, and I suddenly can feel connected to people. Like, I didn't even realize how disconnected I felt because of my anxious trauma body. It just was my body. And the world was just this. And every few years, I quit my job and moved to a new place because that was my strategy dealing with it. But... I mean, this was a long-winded answer to your question. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. No, it's, it's not, it's not like, oh, just go do it. Go do it. It's so good. It's, I, I appreciate the kind of soberness you're putting into it. Yeah. I definitely am like, go do it. Yeah. But I wish you the easiest way of doing it. Mm-hmm. That's like my prayer to everyone, you know, mm-hmm. including myself, like may whatever you have to face. May it be the easiest version. May the universe take care of the hard stuff. (laughs) So, you know, again, I want to give a little personal color. If you were to try to put words on the feeling of the post-healing. Is that the end of the question? How would you, what adjectives would you put on it? What 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 have you... I just want to acknowledge that I don't post is maybe too strong it's like i think healing doesn't get finished but i'm significantly on my way how does it feel to be here i really i just love the flu story the flu idea you have it's like um i like regularly hang out in this it's like a physical energetic and mental experience of okayness and safety like kind of felt sense of of light, like lightness. This is hard to describe, but it's almost visual. It's not quite visual, but it's almost visual. But there's like an actual lightness. I still haven't worked it all out of my system. All the how did you put it for all the gunk? You know, I haven't worked out all the gunk, so it's there. But I but it's like I'm grounded in lightness. I know I'm okay. I forget sometimes, but I remember mostly like checking in with myself during this conversation, the ways I'm like kind of subtly guarding. And then I sort of see all that relatively non-judgmentally, like without shame and without like kind of hooking onto those stories. And I'm like, eh, it's the flu, you know, my own version, which is just sort of like gunk. And then it's just sort of, it's like compassion there. And it's like letting the, the universe working it out of me. And like an, an openness. It's like pride is what is coming out. And authenticity. I've been wanting to launch a center, to, to found a center for a long time. And there's a, I've been circling and circling and circling. And I've noticed that as I heal more, like almost like an equation. Like the more I heal, the more I'm just allow creativity. 
okay, so now I have a logo. Now I have an idea of what night of the week to launch the first group of the center, you know, etc. I've started writing the curriculum. It's like almost the more I heal, the more I'm willing to just express myself, honestly. Your last answer, particularly, I, I find resonating with something that I'm experienced of. Instead of using kind of all my energy inward, fixing myself, mm-hmm. unwrestling, mm-hmm. suddenly that energy I have found, ha- like, since it's not being used this way, suddenly, right, I'm like free to now kind of shine my light into the world. Like, uh, this podcast is, is an example yeah. of now yes. having, yes, you know, and, and, I, and so that your last answer particularly resonated with me. Like, right, I don't, it's like I have more energy to now mm-hmm. be a part of the world, give the world my gifts, mm-hmm. yes. present something to the world. Yeah. And just and this is why I the center I that I am slowly launching is the center for personal and global transformation. It's like when we get enough of the personal, we're ready to go outward. I appreciate your answer too. <laughs> it's it's like a reassuring of the rightness of of my of the center. Yeah, I definitely honor that and think that that is. Mm-hmm definitely a byproduct I have seen in my own mm-hmm. healing work that it does feel like now I have more to mm-hmm. invest outward and mm-hmm. and be be yeah just putting energy that way it also helps that our kids are growing up it they're probably like, also helps <laughs> totally <laughs> absolutely hope we're rounding the bend yeah Anything else that just is stirring in you to add into this conversation that I didn't maybe ask a specific question about or, yeah, Yeah. I'll I'll kind of give you the floor to... Yeah. There's just one thing that I didn't say before that I wanted to. I'd really, like, uh, if people are listening and want to go down this path, I, the kind of work that most therapists do, or many therapists do, is great. I also see this spiritual work it's work that some therapists do but also spiritual teacher they're both i think essential so when you when you made your you know prayer before i just wanted to i wanted to add to it i was like yes may you be supported to do this in as easy of a way as possible and that's these two components i see as they would they would they would help you go go with the kind of the shortest distance this might open up a whole another conversation <laughs> for another hour, but I have really been opening up to that idea in, you know, I really do, I think I would call it the yin yang of healing. I would call it the masculine feminine of healing. That's, again, I, I don't want to get too bogged down in binaries, but like, I do think there's these two sides of healing and I think there's the doing side and the being side or... I've painted it like, right, the doing side is like going to therapy and kind of unwrestling and getting your stories and understanding your childhood and, you know, and really getting into what you want from life and making choices that support. And then to me, I've been really getting into prayer and visualization and things of that to me are, are more this other side of where I just, okay. I don't want to feel anxious. There's things I can do to do that. And I'm also going to pray, please lift anxiety from me. And I really have found power in both. And particularly I've found maybe now 
that I started on one side of the coin and I'm on the other side. I've really found the power of just intention, prayer, yeah. visualization. Yeah. Beautiful. And I like the I like the doing being binary because it's not religious at all, you know, which I think helps people, mm-hmm. some people. Mm-hmm. You know, no spiritual language. Mm-hmm. And I also like prayer because it's I don't know if this language resonates for you, but it's like, it's in the, it's the context of like praying to a higher power, right? Something greater than us. So it's like meets, it meets that. So love it. I love it. Well, thank you so much. It was really, there's a lot here and uh, (laughs) I I will love playing with it and and presenting it, finding some presentation of it to the world. And yeah, thank you for just being open and sharing your answers with us. Well, thank you too. It's really nice talking to you. And it's just really sweet. The, the Evanston thing is like really sweet to talk, to like just to reconnect and to reconnect on deeper and deeper levels. Thank you, Jaron Michaels, for sharing your wisdom with us. And a shout out to my best bud, Justin Reed, for the music you hear in each episode. If you want to reach out to either of these individuals, there are links in the show notes, so check those out. And of course, thank you to you, the listener, for joining us. If you're digging these conversations, please help us spread the word by telling people directly or through social media about this podcast. Tune in again in two weeks for another great episode.